0: Welcome back to The Average Shepherd. I'm your host, Deacon Sam. And as always, it is a pleasure and a privilege to have this time with you. First of all, I've got to begin on an apology. I've been away for a couple of days for those who listen regularly. Uh, I went away for a for last weekend and then this week I've been away at the clergy conference. So um, for that reason, I was unable to upload homilies last week. But anyway, we're back into it. And it's now Sunday, the 12th week of Ordinary Time. This homily is called Weathering the Storm. And I'm going to begin by reading the Gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. With the coming of evening, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him. Then it began to blow a gale and the waves were breaking into the boat so that it was almost swamped. But he was in the stern, his head on the cushion asleep. They woke him and said to him, Master, do you not care? We are going down. And he woke up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet now, be calm. And the wind dropped and all was calm again. Then he said to them, Why are you so frightened? How is it that you have no faith? They were filled with awe and said to one another, Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. I often find that the imagery that's used in Scripture can be sometimes hard for us to understand, even at the best of times, But sometimes our culture and the very world around us can actually act as an obstacle that further obscures our ability to understand what's happening in the gospel. Right now, compared to the rest of human history, we live in a world of incredible scientific advancement. What human beings have been able to achieve in medicine, travel, agriculture, down to our everyday home appliances, would have basically been considered magic only a few hundred years ago. The fact that within one year of a global pandemic breaking out, scientists have been able to create a vaccine that uses our own cells to create the COVID spike protein, trigger an immune, system, a immune response in our own bodies without actually giving us the virus, seems almost unbelievable from a scientific perspective. But the incredible scientific advancement of our age, however, seems to have left our society with a certain blind spot the illusion of total control over nature. We've seen this illusion broken several times recently by the pandemic itself, by the mouse plague in Western New South Wales and also the current Victorian power outages. But for most of human history, this was normal. People have always been subject to the vicissitudes of nature. If it rains, you got wet. If it's hot, you sweat it out. If it's dry, the crops die. If you caught a cold, well, you die. (laughs) For the most part in the Western world, we don't have to worry about these things anymore because technology keeps us comfortable, at least for the most part. In a sense, our own technological progress has weakened our ability to face the chaos of nature and be able to weather the storm. I've been working on a theory, and I may be completely wrong, but I've been starting to think that perhaps mental illness is on the rise today, not because our problems are getting worse, but because our human problems are no longer reflected in our experience of nature. So it's harder for us to relate to them, to understand them, and to be able to weather them out. We're so used to being in control of our physical surroundings that we're blown overboard when a storm arises in our mind or our heart. I think our interior lives are much more connected to what we experience in nature than perhaps we realise. Now that brings me to the image that's used in today's gospel. Jesus and the disciples are getting tossed around on the stormy sea of Galilee. Now for basically all of human history across cultures, the sea has been the ultimate image of unrestrained chaos and unharnessed power. It can be a peaceful scene of indescribable beauty one minute and the source of unmitigated destruction the next. And I've read that this was especially true of the Sea of Galilee where Jesus and the disciples were on the boat. Um, Because of the the topography of the area, wind would get funneled through the nearby mountain ranges and would whip up an unpredictable storm in a matter of seconds. For this reason and others, I'm sure, the Jewish people saw the sea as a place where demonic powers were at work and where the dead gathered awaiting their final judgment. The sea was the chaotic abyss out of which God creates the world in Genesis. And we hear this reflected again in today's first reading from Job, where God says to him, Who pent up the sea behind closed doors when it leapt tumultuous out of the womb, when I wrapped it in a robe of mist and made black clouds its swaddling bands. In other words, only God controls the uncontrollable and is able to bring order out of chaos. No wonder the disciples ask the question in today's gospel who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. In today's gospel, Jesus does what only God can do. We've got a boat full of fishermen, and despite their knowledge and their experience on the sea, they can't get this boat under control in this terrible storm. And then, just rolling over and waking from sleep, Jesus simply says, Quiet now, be calm. And the wind dropped, and all was calm. What's this passage telling us? It's telling us more than the simple fact that Jesus is God it's actually giving us a fundamental insight into the nature of Christian faith and how we should relate to Jesus in our lives being a good christian does not guarantee a life without troubles or storms that wasn't the case for the disciples it wasn't the case for Jesus and it's not the case for us either some of the Televangelists you might see on TV through the week or on a Sunday morning will get up and swear that with the right prayer and for the right financial donation, God will bless your life and take away suffering. This is called the prosperity gospel, and it's totally false, a complete lie. We all experience storms and suffering to varying degrees, whether it be a great financial loss, the death of a loved one, Sudden, unforeseen tragedy, a drawn-out illness, both physical and mental. In all of these moments, all of the technology in the world cannot help us. In those moments, our sense of control over our life simply evaporates. It can really feel in those moments like the Lord is asleep while the ship of our lives are taking on water. We might be tempted, as the disciples were, to ask God in these moments, Why don't you care? But being able to ask that question of Christ is an answer in itself, because it demonstrates that even in the middle of life's storms, Jesus is there in the boat with us. He may not be doing what we want him to be doing in that moment, but he hasn't abandoned us either. Therefore, the faith that Jesus is asking of us as demonstrated in today's gospel, is not to believe that storms will never arise in our lives, but that we will turn and run to him when they do, trusting that in his divinity and by his power, he can bring peace to any situation we face. And when a storm remains fierce despite our prayers, that's not an occasion to abandon faith, but to hold on to Jesus even tighter, Trusting that he will draw out of that storm some unforeseen good, whether it be for us or for someone else. The best way to remain strong in this kind of faith is, of course, constant prayer. A little bit each day, maybe just a couple of minutes in the morning. All we need is a moment of silence to close our eyes, to gather our prayers, works, joys and sufferings, and just hand them over to God with the simple words, Jesus, I trust in you. Besides regular daily prayer, there is, of course, the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and confession. If you receive them regularly with purpose and devotion, you will be amazed at your growth in faith. Let us pray now for that growth in our lives. Jesus, we trust in your almighty power and your unconditional love for us. We trust that you care intimately for us and are present in every storm we face in our lives. Give us hope in the midst of every trial and enable us to turn to you as the constant source of our peace. Jesus, I trust in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.